you know, I met Avery at, at Bud Dupree's Pro Day after his rookie year. Um, there was a lot of downtime during the course of that day, and we kind of gravitated to one another. Uh, his passion for football comes through in general conversation. Uh, he's a football lover. He's a football junkie, if you will. Uh, followed him throughout the course of his career. Uh, because of that, uh, at the early stages of his career, he played down in Tennessee and played in a system of defense that was very similar to ours, um, not only in terms of how it's constructed, but the language itself. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. So, after 264 five yards given up to the Baltimore Birdies, right. uh, after Devin Bush goes down, is Avery Williamson the remedy at inside linebacker? You know, I... Wait a minute, I, give me props. Come on, I put together a song, yeah, you know, we yeah, got yeah, Mike yeah. Talon. And, of course, you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. And Chalooch is back. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, uh, I think Avery Williamson is... Uh, get, you know, when Avery played for uh, the... Um, the Jets? Titans. Oh, Titans, yes. Did, 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 was Mike Malarkey the head coach? I don't remember. Yeah, that's I do two not years remember. Ago. Yeah, because uh, I would that, think. Yeah, yeah uh, that was that would be three years ago. Yeah, yeah, that that was uh, the language he said. Well, Dick LeBeau was the defensive yeah, coordinator. Right, that's right. the key. Yeah, you know, very similar concepts, very similar language. He even said. Yeah, but here's more than anything else. I I'm anxious to see what Williamson brings, but at the same time. I love Robert Spillane. Right. I mean, what he does right now. Like yesterday, I had Terrell Edmonds on, and one of the first things we talked about was, you know, Robert Spillane pick six, pick second, sixing. Yeah, pick <laughs> uh, six. Yeah, pick six. Lamar Jackson. But I said, did you talk to him about having a lame o touchdown dance? Because he did nothing. Yeah, he really didn't do nothing. You know. But that's what I love about him. He's just got that, you know, kind of. Here we go, type of guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, and uh, he did. He he dropped the ball. You know, he yeah. he didn't want to. He didn't want to take the ball. It, it was his first pick six. Yeah, I I don't know why you, you don't do that, but you know what? I love the fact that he just acted like yeah, you know, I just did it. I'm and, doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought it was very cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I when I say Avery Williamson, I'm talking about um, a guy that. A lot of people are saying, well, you know what? He's coming in. They got him, uh, and he's going to step right in. And I don't see that happening. And Mike also seemed to verbalize that as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, the, uh, Yuli Gilbert is hurt. Right. He's having uh, issues. He, yeah. Low back issues. He's got his issues. So they got to get they got to get uh, uh, Avery Williamson. Uh, and so they, they, they're going to plug him in. Uh, and uh, you know one of the things that they they he's a run and chase guy, and he's very athletic, and he's very fast, and he's very tough. Uh, and so you know, uh, well, he can't physically join the team until Saturday. That's travel day right. when they head down to Dallas. So he still may get a helmet though on Sunday because certainly he can zoom with everybody. You know, he he's he's not uh, uh, qualified to get in at. Till Saturday? Yeah, he's got to go the COVID thing. Oh. Five days of COVID. Yeah. So he's got to do that and do the do. So he's got, I don't know whether he's sitting in a hotel around here, you know, or 
what have you, but he's Zoom calling. I know he came into Pittsburgh because one of the first things he did when he came in was the fact that he um, I took a picture with the statue of Franco at the airport. Right. He and Franco. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. That's how you, you know, you ingratiate yourself with the people of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it's funny. There's a, a statue of Franco, and there is a statue of uh, T-Rex. At the airport? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been yeah, there yeah. so long. Yeah. I know, know the Franco one. That's been there for a long time. Yeah. But there's a T-Rex there, too. Yeah. Little With the little short arms. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about, uh, about Robert, or I'm sorry, about Avery Williamson coming in, you know, Mike referenced in that, uh, you know, look, he has a passion for football. Uh, it was something that Mike, you know, noticed him on, on Bud's Pro Day when he went right. down to Kentucky. Yeah. And they had some conversations and so forth. And he's kind of kept track of, you know, this is one of the things I think about Mike. Mike is, is fluent with so many guys. You know, I mean, he just, right. you know, moves around, talks to guys, keeps kind of a running, you know, account of where they are in his head and, you know, and, and you know, the guys that he likes. And, you know, sometimes you just see it kind of play out like it is right now. And he talks about them in a way that he's familiar with their capabilities and what they've been doing pro-wise. And, uh, you know, he seems to really enjoy like this. And, you know, Mike loves football junkies. Right. Yeah, he loves uh, people. Well, he's he's a football junkie himself. Yeah, yeah, he's a a football junkie. And uh, uh, he loves football junkies. And Avery Williamson is a football junkie. And uh, you know we were football junkies. Absolutely, yeah. You had to be. Yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> especially in our time, because you had to be because you it, you they as Chuck would say they can't pay you enough right to play this game back then, and they certainly didn't. They didn't, they didn't play. Uh... <laughs> they didn't pay us enough. Yeah, that's for sure. But here's what Mike Tomlin said that I found really interesting. He said the Titan system was comparable not only in terms of how it was constructed, but the language itself. Yeah. And one of the things we always talk about is is the language of football that occurs from place to place. Yeah. For instance, again, I go back to the you know, the example that I, I throw out and go, the Minnesota Vikings were one of thirty teams at that time, I think it was, that everything was odd to the right and even to the left. Yeah. Versus everybody else yeah. was even to the right and odd to the left. Um a read block, a double team between a center and guard was was uh, a cog in Minnesota. Now the difference was though, it wasn't just in the tech or the the you know the job application to it, but also in the technique that you use because it wasn't about coming off on the backside. It was about double teaming that guy and moving him. So the center didn't have run through on the backside, but you had over the top bubble. Yeah, you know. So that's that was a difference in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, and it's the same way here. There's a difference in the way you feather a block as a linebacker, or you take it on in in Titan land. You stuff blow like it that. up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you blow it up. Yeah, here you blow it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so those sorts of things. Robert Spillane and uh, Vince Williams blow uh, blow the blockers up. Exactly. Yeah, and they come up and they take on the lead back. Like Robert Spillane, one of the things that I I think that uh, he, he you know. I tried to. You saw. You tried to give him some credit for. It was the fact he came up and was blowing up the what blazing game was it? The fullback from um, from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Picard. No, Picard. He yeah, Ricard. Picard. I Ricard. want to keep saying John Luke Picard, and it's not. That's the Star Trek guy. It's, it's Ricard. You. 
<laughs> That's a Star Trek guy? Yeah, Jean-Luc Picard is a Star Trek guy. Is it? Is right? it? Yeah. But that's the old, that's the new uh, that's new. the new Star Trek. That's yeah, not the, the old, the Star, old Trek. Star Trek. No, they didn't have any of them guys. They just had Spock, William Shatner, Shatner, yeah. and Spock. Yeah, them guys. Yeah. You know. So, but um, Picard is was a ser- he's a serious fullback. Right. I mean, you watch him, right. three hundred three pounds. Uh, you know, you got to take him out. Yeah. Uh, same blazing game was uh, uh, Titans. Tennessee. Yeah. And one of the things Spillane did down there so marvelously was taking him out. Yeah. You know, because he'd blow him up at the line of scrimmage. That is something that you got to be able to do. And I think one of the things that Robert does really well is blow up the lead back. Right. And uh, Vince uh, Williams blow up the lead back. Right. 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 No and, question about it. You know, when, um, when Vinny and Robert are in the game at the same time, they're very physical, right? Uh, they they just attack, uh, and uh, you you can tell that uh, Jerry Osaski is coaching him up because mm-hmm. Jerry uh, attacked. He was a tough guy. He was a very physical uh, linebacker, and uh, and you know he taught. Uh, you know he's he's teaching those guys. How to attack. Absolutely. Yeah. And the moment to attack. When you catch him going sideways, things of that nature. Yeah. You know, that's how you read a guy and read the play. Here's what Mike Tomlin said. For the long term, we have a vision of him being a third inside linebacker. Speaking of Avery right. Williamson, a guy that is uh, position flexible, a guy that is capable of supporting Robert and Vince and being available if anything should happen to either. Uh, the interesting thing is there's a lot of people who say, well, uh, you know, in three or four games, you're going to see Avery Williamson. You might. You don't know because nobody knows right. the way this league is going. Nobody knows anything about what could happen tomorrow, just like in life. That's you don't right. know what ah, what happens you don't tomorrow. Know what happens. Yeah. Exactly. And so as far as uh, Avery Williamson, whether how much he's going to contribute, we shall see and let it play out. Yeah. You know, one thing that the Steelers did in the second half uh, against uh, Baltimore was uh, Alex Highsmith and Bud Dupree. They they were playing three linebackers. Yes, uh, three outside linebackers. Yes, and uh, Alex Smith was outside Bud Dupree, and you know I thought he was uh, contained. He did some neat stuff there. Yeah. The biggest problem that that I, I to me in reviewing the thing was, and uh, I and I think that this is what went with TJ. Having a little bit of a tete-a-tete with, with uh, Butsy on the sidelines. Yeah. there's The mesh point was being played differently on both sides, the handoff, whether yeah. it's the dive, whether it's the read option, whether it's the straight option. And everybody's got specific rules how to engage right. that. Well, on one side, TJ, if you remember early on, he's going after Lamar Jackson regardless. Right. Lamar would pitch the ball, and he'd go up and still tackle him five yards up the field. Yeah. Okay? On the other side, Bud was slow playing the thing and getting caught in between. Right. So he's neither taking the dive nor taking the quarterback. So I think that there was some and, – and then a couple of times um, – TJ came flatlined it for the dive back and missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the quarterback kept the ball. Uh, you've got to be on the same page with the inside linebackers. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, are you going to take the dive back or are you going to take the, the pitch man? And you've got to make sure you're you're keyed up with the inside guys. And I think that's what led to the little bit of tete-a-tete. Yeah, the, the, 
the dust up between right. uh, Butsy uh, and, but, you know, and TJ. That that reminded me of uh, when we had the dust up with uh, Chuck uh, on Monday Night Football In against Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said, "You you can't you can't do that." <laughs> You did, uh, uh, Walter Amber Abercrombie's getting killed by uh, Manuel King. Emmanuel King, and I said, Chuck, it's uh, it's bare defense, base turn. He said, but you can't do that. I go, it's base <laughs> turn, and 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 he goes, you can't do that. I go, it's base turn, Chuck. Either change the. Uh, protection or change the rules and he says okay just do it <laughs> and he walked away and i said well I, and you I, turn to me and go so what's that mean and i said i ain't asking him <laughs> all right we're gonna go to break the number is 412-919-1316 jump in if you want to get in on this tell us about avery williamson and what you're thinking and at uh, 11 o'clock today, we got Jim Wexel join us from Steel City Insider. Yeah. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back and, after and, this. And it's way in Wednesday. Oh, Whoa. yes, baby. Coming up right after this. Oxburger. My friends call me Ox. You might have noticed that I've uh, got a slight weight problem. No. Yeah, I do. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. Anyway, I went to this doctor. And, well, he told me I, I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. He's Wolf Up Tunch. You're in the locker room, and it's way-in Wednesday, and I... Um, Let I, me ask you something. Do you remember those glory days, those yeah, days of your yeah. when you know weigh-ins were just so easy, so nice? I yeah. mean, like a week ago. It was yeah. 299.5. Uh, you know, but today, hey, the kid Dewey, get on the scale. Dewey Oxburger. You might have noticed I have a weight problem. You know, I, I eat, a, I swallow a lot of anxiety, along with a lot of pizzas. Lot of- <laughs> <laughs> so today was 300 on the nose. Yes. Oh, I'm feeling much boo. shame. I couldn't believe it. I was like jogging in place going, come on. I, 299 and a half, you know. 295. No, no, no. It was nothing. Just nothing. 300. Dead on the nose. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now, you know, part of the problem had to be, uh, I guess, when the missus, they brought out this beautiful casserole, and it was all hamburger and pickles oh, and cheese, wow. and it was like, 
Oh, it was like pizza in a casserole without the, oh, the oh. pizza in a casserole. It wasn't. It was much like the topping that you'd get on, you know, like a, a hamburger pizza. Yeah, and with the pickles. Wow, it was that just, sounds good. Oh, it was so good. It was you know, good. When I went to when I was <laughs> when I was in Chicago. <laughs> when I was in Chicago, Jacob's killing me right now. Gino's East yeah. uh, has a cheeseburger pizza that they put. Yeah. they they put. Uh, uh, you know, French fries and cheeseburgers on uh, yeah. and pickles uh, on, uh, and it was great. So, uh, therefore, uh, I did have a couple extra helpings of that. You know, yeah. and that was luscious. It was really, it was like a cheese. That's that's what it was: cheeseburger casserole. You yeah, know, that, that was, it was just delicious. Good. So, do you have uh, any leftovers? No, it just killed that. You know, I got I got two big boys too at home. Yeah, you, you know, you don't have any leftovers. <laughs> no leftovers. So I would just say this: um, it's up to you to like pull way in Wednesday off because, you know, I I got the booze. I hit three hundred right on the nose. I was I thought sure I was going to come in at least at least two ninety nine point five. Right, nothing else. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. And uh, I feel, like I said, much shame. So tell me, brother, did you, because, you know, it's me, as, as the good lady Karen says, it's getting me under 300 and you over 200. How did you do? I, I'm, I'm 198. Uh, oh, we got to boo him. Yeah, yeah I, we got to boo him. I, you know, I, I keep trying to get over 200. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got to boo you. You get a boo, Chalooch, okay? You get a boo. Yeah. You need to be a little more like Dewey Ox. You be, you got to be like the ox, you know. Yeah. Get some anxiety, swallow a lot of pizzas along with that. Yeah. All right, so we got to get your weight up. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's I, get on the stick. I, I want. Next week I'm coming in at two ninety nine, and you're coming in at two hundred. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Now I gotta I gotta ask something before we go to to the phones. To the phones, of course. Um, did you see where Juju? Got fined five thousand bucks for socks that were not pulled up high enough. Why? What? Where? Oh, and James Conner also. That's right. What? What? I thought their socks were pulled up high enough. No, it failed to cover your legs, according to the fine that uh, Juju tweeted out to everybody. You'd see the paper and everything. I got to tell you, I had a flashback of 40, 40 years ago. Yeah, because we, 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 you know, we. We're told that you can't have all white. Right. You, up the, you, our you, socks were pulled up too high. Right. So these guys, and, uh, their Tony socks Parisi didn't cover. Would, Tony Parisi well, we got fined. Yeah. We got fined 50 bucks. Jacob, can you believe that? 50 bucks in 1980. And in 2020, you got the guys, same thing, same offense. $5,000. $5, Are you kidding me? Remember, we're sitting there, Chilich, we're sitting there going, well, Pete Rosell must have wanted to contribute to the, the Christmas party fund yeah. or something. It was like in December. And we got to find this letter after a game that says you're fined 50 bucks because your white socks were pulled too high. Yeah. And you're going, you got to be kidding me. And now today, 40 years later, you got guys being fined because their socks weren't pulled up $5, all the way. $5,000. $5, yeah, Zooks. What a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right. But what it, it, it's uh, it proportional 
proportionally, <laughs> proportionally because yeah. we were, yeah we I mean didn't fifty make, bucks in nineteen eighty yeah, that was we big didn't make us. any money but we, I, I made twenty five thousand in nineteen eighty <laughs> that's right oh I I I broke the bank thirty seven yeah. five yeah baby. yeah you you were you were making I a was lot high of rolling yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why you bought lunch that's right all right all uh, right let's go to CR in Chicago CR welcome to the locker room bro going on you hey what's going on you two old folks Chicago. how the heck everybody doing today man man we are rejoicing we are alive yeah uh, god is good all the time Our god is good and all the just, time you know we're just going baby that's all and all and all the time god is good you amen know, we'll talk about that here in a little bit uh uh first of all, i want to say uh good morning to our, um in the locker room uh baker's dirty dozen plus <laughs> Uh, it's it's exciting, man. We right now we got uh, we got twenty nine different locations, basically states, and then we got Guam. Wait a minute. And, uh, you, when you say twenty nine a- different locations, you mean twenty nine different states or you know, actually, what? Actually, twenty eight. Twenty right now it's, it's twenty eight states, and I've got a listing of how many people in each state, and then we've got a total of uh, sixty four people uh, because of yesterday. All so right. And and they're calling on a regular basis, so so that's pretty good. And uh, of course, I got to give my um my in the locker room a worldwide message. Uh, hey, everybody out there, you know our show is the best show we got going. So first thing you got to do is download the iHeartRadio app on your phone, and then once you download that on your phone, download SNR Student Nation Radio app on on top of the iHeart app. And then third, you need to download in the locker room with Touch and Wolf. On the SNR radio app, and finally, most important, you got to call these guys at four one two nine one nine one three one six. All right, we got that All right. done. You so, got hey. the business done. All yeah, right, so let's go. Done. Let's go to something more interesting. All right. Well, you you you, you saw. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I want to say uh, prayers to, to Touch. Uh, we, we missed you yesterday, man. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of days. And uh, you, you, I know your business was very, very important and probably special, but man, you sure put the, the the big guy in a bind, man. He had to babysit the two young kids, man, and they just took over. Young the bucks, they had, absolutely. They had to put them in, in the corner, man. They, but they, they worked well together. So uh, you, you, you let out the basement. <laughs> no, you know what? The young bucks come in. Let the young bucks run and howl right, a little yeah, bit. That's yeah, all. Yeah. I ain't Wes worried about and, it. Uh, and, yeah, hey, don't bother hey, me in the least. Hey. I, I I will tell you this personally. I love those two guys. Wes and Arthur are two great individuals. Don't cross the moats. Yeah, I just I appreciate them, and you know what? For them to be able to get out of the basement and howl a little bit, that was good. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like having the grandkids. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's like having grandkids. Hey, Very man, good. You, you stole my th- you stole my thunder because the first thing I was going to talk about was Juju and JC getting fined the five k yep. for inappropriate wearing of socks. So that's 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 like crazy. And well, what you guys said, it's funny because of the fact we we got fined forty years ago fifty bucks right for the socks. Yeah, you know, I'm a, you know what I'm a, how I'm a, you know I'm not even go bother that. That's just one of them kind of things where hey, let it go. I understand the fine money goes goes to a good cause. So. Uh, whatever the cause is, I hope it's worth it. Yeah, the second me too. thing I was gonna I was gonna discuss with you is, hey, our man, do it to us, Stephon, to it. AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He had nine tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hits, three tackles for a loss, man. And this is the second time he's done this since a week eleven of twenty sixteen. Or what are your comments about Stewart? Man, uh, he's Stewart. a dominant player, uh, Stephon Tuitt. 
Uh, we uh, talked about uh, he's going to be uh, having a breakout year this year because he was hurt last year, and uh, he's doing it. They, he's you know, doing the things that we've talked yeah. about him doing for a long time, been waiting for, and now being able to do it because of the fact um, he's healthy. Yeah. You know, the only thing that held Stefan back was being injured. Right, and that's right. the only thing he ran into. And when you watch what he did Sunday, I mean, he whipped both guards Yeah, uh, coming off on him, uh, you know, with Tyree Phillips and, and Patrick McCarry. Right. He whipped both of them, one on a pass rush, one on a run block, where he just swam over them. Yeah. You what, know? What, uh, you know, one of, one of the things I'm worried about is uh, Cam Hayward and his, his quad. His quad. Well, Mike Tomlin said he was optimistic right. that he could play. Yeah, you know, and, so we'll see. And then uh, Tyson Alu Alu. He's probably going to be a down a game or so. MCL. But they're talking ankle. Oh, I thought it was yeah. An they, MCL. They, they, I thought he had something going on in the knee. It looked like when Patrick Ricard cut him, right. he caught him in the knee. I saw him playing with his knee and you know bouncing around that. But they were talking today in the paper about it being an ankle. I didn't hear. The press conference yesterday, I had wow. some other things I had to do. So, anyhow. He said, it could ch- uh, uh, Mike Thomas said uh, MCL. Well, it was reported as an ankle this morning. Yeah. So, we'll see. You know what? Here's what's interesting about that. I mean, it's unfortunate this is happening. But it's also good because, the, as the, the, the saying is, next man up. And what's been going on this year with all the uh, struggles that we've been going through from that perspective, a new guy – each week is stepping up, making something happen. So, you know, we'll just see who the next guy is. Well, the next guy is going to be the Carlos Davis. Right. Uh, so we'll see. All right. Yeah, I was going to talk. We've got to go to break, buddy. All right. In the meantime, and in COVID-19 between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. Appreciate right. you checking God in, buddy. God bless you, CR. Take We're going to take a break. Uh and he's Wolf, and he's 300 pounds. Yes, I am. Yeah. Much much to my chagrin. Much but to you know what? It was a cheeseburger casserole right. that, that Faith, the good lady Faith, made it. And I'm I'm staring at that thing, and I'm going, Gadzooks, you know, because I came down, I was I was putting together my, my charts for, you know, yeah. doing it for the upcoming game, right? So it's like getting later on at night. It's like 6.30, quarter seven. I'm like, honey, I, you know, when's dinner? You know, and you say that very nicely, by right, the way. Right, you know, right. you don't come down and go, not like an animal. You don't where's go, where's dinner? dinner? You know, you say, hey, honey, uh, when's dinner? <laughs> and, and then she pulled this cheeseburger casserole, and I was like, yes! And then all of a sudden, I found myself having a third helping, and it was like, oh, Three boy. helpings? Well, yes. Three yes, helpings. I, I, I confess. All right. Uh, uh, and maybe a smidgen more. Who Wolf knows? says Dewey Oxburger. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. We're back. And he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. And, uh, you know, we, one of the things we uh, are focused on is Dallas. No question about it, but we got to take a look back because one of the interesting things that popped out was uh, Marlon Humphrey tested positive COVID. Oh, yeah. All right, but it's the day after the game. Now, I'm, I'm wondering the PCR point of care testing 
Uh, I I thought it was to be, you know, you took the test and then it would have, you know, nearly instant results, but not, I guess it's the day after. What, what good does that do you? So how many um, guys on the Ravens are uh, well, now they, tested then they positive? Do, well, only one, Marlon Humphrey, but what they did, they got seven, I think six or seven guys that now, because of contact tracing, including guys like Matthew Judon and some of the other defensive players, yeah, um, they've got a quarantine for five days. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in Packers, A.J. Dillon, there's a couple of Packers that contact tracing-wise, they got to go through that. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's kind of holding their breath. I was talking with Terrell Edmonds yesterday. Yeah. And when he found out that, you know, that that happened with Marlon Humphrey, you know, there's guys, you know, it's like he says, yeah, the unclean thing is back. Anytime somebody coughs in, in you know, in the room, everyone's going, unclean, unclean, you know, and get your testing, you know, all those things, put the mask on. Um, if they didn't have one on already. Uh, so it's to me, I'm wondering why you would have a PCR test Sunday morning before the game if the results, which they say aren't often available until that night or Monday morning, it seems to me then do it on Saturday, you know, and, and that way you get the results before the game, I would think. Yeah, no, I, I, it doesn't make sense to go right before the game. And then, do you, do you think that the uh, results come right back up? Right. I back? thought I thought that they had some test results that you know you can get rather quick. Now I know that there's a reliability factor that can be problematic on some of those. I guess the quick tests. I was under the assumption that they they had some issues with you know the quick result tests that there was uh, false positives, things of that nature. But the problem I, I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, look at Marlon Humphrey. I mean, if you test him before a game, you don't know the results. Why are you bothering testing before the game? Yeah. You know, it seems like wouldn't you test two day, you know, Saturday? You know, when when a team comes in, yeah, or even before they leave, everybody gets tested on Saturday, and then you find out who can suit up and who can't. Yeah. If there'll be any Positive. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's for bigger brains than me. That's for sure. I, I think um, you you should test on Friday. Friday would be, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, now I know a lot of people say, well, that gives you 48 hours or so before kickoff that, uh, you know, somebody can contract that. But I don't know. At least you got more of a delineation about if anybody's suffering from any, you know, positive or right. possibly a positive. So I don't know. I don't know. But. Such is life. That's uh, the way this is going. And Mike Tomlin says, look, you know, we knew this is going to be uh, one of these things that the NFL is going to keep addressing and, and doing better at and what the, the testing and right. the protocols. And so, yeah, uh, they're moving along. We'll see what happens from it. But uh, Mike doesn't have any problems with the way they're conducting the protocols. So at that point, he, he knows what's going on a heck of a lot more than I do. So. So Marlon Humphreys tested positive. Yes. Uh, and and A.J. Uh, Dillon from the Packers did too. A.J. Dillon. So, yeah, so they do the contact tracing where they see who was in close contact. with But I'm going, uh, well, maybe the wide, you know, Juju or, or Chase, you know, uh, those guys, you know, those guys were in close contact with right, Marlon right, Humphrey right, right. more so than his own guys, you know. Right. So, and they play press yeah, coverage. Right, so – you know, as I said, uh, talking with Terrell, it's kind of like everyone's kind of like going, oh, boy, you know, and kind of waiting to see. So what did Ter- Terrell say? Well, he just said that, you know, everybody's kind of like a little bit anxious. Yeah. You know, has anybody contracted it and that sort of thing. So 
Yeah, let's go to the phones. Uh, Juan in South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room, bud. Bro. Hello, Juan. Juan. Hey, good morning, guys. How you? Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good morning. We're back in the locker room the way it should be. We kicked the kids out. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back, Tanks. We miss you, Tanks. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Juan. Yes, we did. I was at a doctor's meeting yesterday. <laughs> Go ahead, Juan. What do you got? Okay, okay. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to my guys, the Baker's Dozen crew. Shout out to those guys. Absolutely. Don't forget the A3 gang down in Alabama, Arkansas, yeah. in that area. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, the A3. Yeah, to all, yeah, to those. Yeah, shout out to Doug and all those guys. Yeah, Mojo, Al, all those guys. Yeah. Okay, so um, what you guys think about that's the, since we start talking about the Ravens? What you guys think about um Hollywood Brown comments? Do you think it runs in the family with him and AB? <laughs> yeah, you know he's causing a little dust up there. Apparently, he's unhappy with the fact he only got three targets or something right. like that. But you know, uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's John Harbaugh's problem. Yeah, that's John Harbaugh's problem, and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it, it's selfishness AB. is unbecoming. A B. Yeah, but in a team game, here's here's the thing, and again, I go back to what an example, and I I don't know how much it correlates or not, but you know, it's curious to me. You got Baker Mayfield goes zero for five and gets uh, uh, Odell Beckham gets hurt on the fifth one that's an interception, and then after Odell's out, he goes twenty two of twenty three for three hundred yards. Five TDs. Is that a coincidence? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? The problem is if you are forced to constantly adhere to, you know, somebody wanting the ball all the time, you're right. gonna, it creates problems. Yeah. So what do you say, Juan? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah, I agree with you guys. And um, when you were talking about the Packers, um, they don't have a running back for the Thursday night game. Really? All the uh, running backs are down. No kidding. Are they all yeah, in the COVID product protocol? Whoa. That could get rather ugly. Yeah, that right. and um that and he's he, Yep, and they starting running back Aaron um Jones, he's still out, so yeah, they don't have a running back at all. <laughs> oh yeah. man, somebody yeah. from the practice squad be coming up. This is what the expanded practice squads are about. Right. You know, in case you get you know, COVID it out a little bit, you gotta be able to pull somebody deep from the roster. Anything else, Juan? Yeah, yeah. And um, so let's get to yeah, let's get to our defense. Now, I was reading, I was looking online. It's now we have three guys that's over six sacks. So, what you guys think about that? Oh we might have man, guys, we might have a lot of guys hitting um, ten. We might have a lot of guys hitting ten plus sacks. What you guys think about that? That's the defense that you want. High voltage, high intensity, yeah. people coming, and uh, you got the back end that's able to keep those guys uh, under wraps long enough for the big boys up front to feed. And uh, you know what? Uh, Bud Dupree, uh, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, they're, they're, they're collapsing the pocket. Doing and a great job. And they're coming after. And, and uh, Vince Williams. And you know what? There, there's a lot of great pass rushers. On that defense. They're doing very, very well. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing if Isaiah Bugs, if the fact is that Cam Hayward may be limited, that uh, you're down to, 
you know, uh, Henry Mondo and, and uh, Carlos Davis may be up and get a helmet. Who knows? But Isaiah Bugs, and it, Mike Tomlin pointed out, he had issues early on, even into the second half, but he started getting it later in the game and made three big plays down the, the stretch of the last quarter or so. And uh, I'm anxious to see, does this young man take another building block step, come in, do another good job, you know, uh, because Tyson, of course, being down, or uh, does he disappear again? I don't know. Stefan Tuitt uh, is uh, one, one of the uh, awesome players. Well, he's, he's, he's great. Yeah, I mean, he's a yeah. uh, defensive player of the week and uh, doing, yeah. so he's doing fabulous. So Yeah, Stefan, yeah. Thing I love about Stefan yeah, now yeah, is, is finally real, but I'm, I'm the, he's healthy enough. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah, we was waiting for this for a long time because yeah. the last couple of seasons he was getting injured out for the season. So yeah, he we 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 love this guy. Yeah, this guy is a great beast. So yeah, hope he can keep it up, man. No doubt about it. I think he's on a roll and he's got it down. Just God willing, stay healthy, Stefan. Yeah. That's the only thing that can stop him, you know. So, yeah, hey, well, yes. Hey, hey, Wolf, you let you let me you let me down, buddy. See, you were talking about those barbecue sandwiches yesterday, and look what happened, Wolf. I know. You know what happened, though. I told. Did you not hear that the good lady Faith she sabotaged my efforts? She made a cheeseburger casserole. What are you gonna do, man? It's so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a first help, and then I. <laughs> Helped myself to a second, and then uh, when she wasn't looking, I went back for thirds. I, it was great. It was good. I had to beat my boys to it. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? It was definitely a lack of discipline. And <laughs> hey, me and Tunch, me and Tunch. Hey, me and Tunch gonna have to get together. We gonna have we gonna have to come up with a game plan for you with Thanksgiving coming around. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, that could be an emergency. I might have to be having an intervention. I, I you know, I, I want to go to uh, Mad Mex and have a gobblerito. Ooh, Ooh, that sounds good. That's two hundred calories. <laughs> two hundred. Uh, that's nothing. Oh, maybe four hundred. <laughs> Six hundred. That's nothing. Yeah. Maybe two thousand. <laughs> yeah, two thousand calories. <laughs> two hundred's nothing. That's that's not even an appetizer. <laughs> All right, anything else, Juan? <laughs> yeah, not for you, Wolf. <laughs> yeah. You know, that'll be all. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Love God bless, you brother. All right, you take care, Juan. Appreciate you. All right, so moving along here with I wonder where they go with this uh, the the protocol thing. You know, I mean, does it ha- does it hit anybody else? Yeah. You know, the testing. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, even though Terrell was, like, uh, laughing about it yesterday, there's still that underlying, oh, jeepers, I was on the field and, you know, there's some other people. Well, you know, he wasn't. Uh, wasn't uh, face-to-face. Face-to-face. But, but you know uh, how that can go through. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Juju was face-to-face. Yeah. And Maybe uh, Chase. Maybe, Chase, yeah. you know, Deontay. Who knows? I mean, so the, there's obviously there's a little bit of apprehension that results from that. You can't worry about it. You got to go about your business right. and do what you do, you know. But the fact is, uh, it still is out there and it can still be problematic. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I wonder how the Packers are going to do uh, Thursday night game if you've got all your backs are uh, not doing well. You know, I mean, if they're all uh, and they're going to play the 49ers. Yeah. The yeah. rematch of the AFC uh, an NFC Championship game. 
Well, this should be interesting. You've got Garoppolo. He's down. Right. Um, they've got somebody else down out there, a high too. ankle sprain. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, the game might have lost a little bit of luster because you're missing a lot of guys. Yeah. You know? So, we'll have to see. But uh, there's more in the locker room here. we got Jim Wexel coming up from right. Steel City Insider. Insider. And maybe find out the latest and greatest of what's going on. And, of course, uh, we'll talk more Avery Williamson as we come along because it's interesting that he's in town. He's Zooming. He's not yet available he's to not the Steelers. A, he's not yet available. Do you think they're going to take him and suit him up, walk him through the whole thing, maybe Sunday in Dallas? Oh, I would I would do that. Yeah, I would, I'd have him come through the yeah. you know through the warm ups and everything. I think it's just part of through the port- protocol. Yeah, I mean once they, he clears the protocol, I think it's time to you know move forward and and you take him there obviously just in case. But um, you know I think he he's a veteran. He gets it. So yeah. All right, we'll be back with more. It's uh, Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider, Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. Back after this. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And we have Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider and uh, the author of the Troy Palomalo uh, biography, and uh, he is uh, just a great writer, and uh, we're going to see his book. Uh, welcome to the <laughs> locker room, Jimmy. I thought you were going to say, and we're going to see just how good of a writer is in this <laughs> book. I'm going to examine this thing closely. You know, I, you know, uh, I, I read your book uh, years ago from the Super Bowl, uh, and uh, you you went to uh, Indiana State, and nobody knew me. <laughs> nobody knew me. <laughs> Should I tell that quick story? Yeah, tell that quick, tell that quick story. Well, you know, I wanted to go to Indiana State and play off. There was a great road trip book done by a Sports Illustrated writer who was a huge Larry Bird fan. And part of his road trip, he had to go to Indiana State and check up on the stat, you know, how well regarded Larry Bird was. So I said, you know, in my Steeler Nation road book, I have to do the same to the great Tunch Hilkin, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I go into the sports bars. You told me about a couple of the places you hung out at. Yeah. And I went, there was all kind of memorabilia up. And, and I, I told the uh, bar, bartender, says, boy, you're taking a lot of notes. I said, well, I'm doing something on Tunch Hilkin. He goes, oh, really? I said, yeah, in fact, I'd like to interview you about him and your memories of him. And he said, sure. Uh, so I get my video camera out. We go off to the side. I said, what do you know about Tunch Hilkin? He goes, nothing, never heard of him. 
So that was the end of that interview. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised if you if you ever went into Syracuse and asked the same thing, you get the same response. <laughs> Well, from I don't me. know if the, if the bartender would deadpan me and tell me, sure, I'll, I'll do an interview, you know, without first saying, I never heard of that guy. You know. That's too funny. But, that is really funny, there, man. There, there, were some, uh, there were some recognizable names up in that, in that area, and Tunch belonged up there. Tunch should have been remembered. Uh, you were a center, though, at Indiana State, yeah. right? I mean, you yeah. were buried in the middle of the line, like Wolfley or something. Well, you know how it is. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only thing you say. It's like, what are you going to do? So, Wex, what's bouncing around the message boards just a couple of days after Avery Williamson gets traded, coming to the Steelers? Uh, one of the things that I know that I'm, I'm hoping not is that they just make a radical change trying to insert him into the rotation without you know letting Robert Spillane kind of keep on the role he's on. I can't imagine that happening. This isn't the kind of coach to do something like that, would you think? I would, Unless yeah. he's doing something poorly, and you guys would know. You guys are veteran film watchers. You guys would know if he was doing something the rest of us can't see. No. Seems to be playing some good football. Right. And and yet, you hear people saying it's just a matter of weeks until he, he, he takes over and stuff. And I'm hoping – I mean, Robert Spoyne right now is emerging – in a story that I think that you, being the writer you are, you got to be looking at with some fascination. You're talking in five quarters, he's made two of the biggest plays that you could possibly have on anybody's highlight right. reel. Derrick Henry, exactly. uh, the, you lit up Derrick Henry and jumped the route uh, and a pick six. And he's doing it humbly, giving credit, uh, yeah. calling the signals. I can't see it, you know. This uh, a, a good coach uh, lets lets the questions get answered themselves. Ooh, and, wait a <laughs> minute! That <laughs> sounded very like I don't know, like on a, a Chinese cookie. You know, well, I'm I'm the stepson of a coach. I got all kind of coaches in my family. You guys are just players. You you just know coaches <laughs> from what they tell you to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh. uh yeah, I mean, sometimes these if you just allow these things to answer themselves. Now, you would assume Williamson needs to learn this, but, you know, he played under LeBeau and right. Ray Horton for four years. I right. mean, he, he knows his defense. Even right. Tomlin said they use the same language. Yeah, so no question. He's got that going for him. <laughs> one, one concern I've heard is that, you know, he blew out his knee last year and he hasn't gotten that burst back yet. Mm. This is, this is just from, this is just from a writer I heard this from who watches tape. So, you know, I don't know if he's all right there and what the coaches think, but that's a possibility. He's still recovering from an ACL. Yeah. Yeah. To a you, degree. And you know, I, the, 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 uh, encouraging thing about Avery Williamson is, uh, that he played for Dick LeBeau and Ray Horton, Mike Bullarkey, Deshae Townsend, Keith Willis, uh, and there are <laughs> a lot of Pittsburghers. Yeah. They, there was a load of Pittsburghers there. Yeah, and Ken Wisenhunt, and uh, yeah, so this, uh, this, this just smacks of a great move, 
And um, I don't know if they intend to extend him or restructure. I had heard the original report was they're waiting to make it official when they restructure the contract. So I don't know if that restructure is just to get the price down for this last half of the season or to maybe extend into next year. Well, it's, um, it conveniently but, can be renegotiated right now during the COVID time, right? Because right. he's got to sit out until he can join the team on Saturday. So I'm sure that right. all gets worked out by then. And, uh, you know, um, the other thing is if he doesn't extend and leaves, he would probably get a good enough contract to bring back a fifth rounder in compensation. So they will actually make out on the trade. Hmm. Even if he doesn't play for them next year, they would get a fifth and a seventh for their fifth. Something like that. Boy, so that's a conversation pick. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds just like great pick, horse trading. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing that the Jets are 0-8 with that kind of front office thinking. You, know. <laughs> you, mean, you mean with Levy and Bell leaving, making $17 million or something like that, or $28 million <laughs> off 17 games? It was like... Oh, yeah, they're just doing great over there in New York. Yeah, and Adam Gase uh, did not like uh, Oh, what a mess uh, that is. And I can only imagine, Wex, the joy. Let Bell. First of all, you got Steve McClendon gets traded from there. Yeah. You know, and he leaves in a car. It's like, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. He drives to Tampa. Yeah, and then you got Avery Williamson, who's – I would have loved to have seen his face when they said, we traded you to Steelers. See ya. <laughs> He's he must probably have been excited. He's yeah. probably excited to play for uh, Mike Tomlin, and he's excited to uh, the, the Steelers on the way to the playoffs. Right, uh, boy, that, that's it's a great story. But guess what? You're behind. Uh, what did you call him, Drago? Uh, Wolf, oh yeah, Ivan Drago. Rocky yes, here. Rocky so, Four. Ivan Drago. Story <laughs> uh, well, the whole thing was my, my, conceptually the way that worked in my mind when the, the Steelers, you know, uh, deferred. I was thinking, you know, with the way the the Ravens were playing good ball offensively, I must break you. You know, when Rocky was touching did, gloves. Did, did you see that commercial with Ivan Drago? No. Yeah, he he breaks the he he was uh, talking to the uh, 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 the uh, the the what one of the guys uh, uh, and uh, was it on the movie thing or what? It was on the uh, it was a commercial. Okay, he was he was talking to a uh, financial. Uh, okay, guy. well the whole point was again just. I, I thought the Steelers defense needed to come out and make a stand against the Ravens, and but who could have ever? conceived that Robert Spillane, 54 seconds into it or whatever it was, would pick six Lamar Jackson like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's a great story. He's playing well. You know, let this let let the depth uh, be what it is and let the question answer itself eventually. They always do. I'm going to rip that off. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> amongst, right, amongst us writers, well, yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm a semi-pro. I forgot. Okay. So anyhow, the point being is um, when you when you, when you you see these guys, I'm sorry, the message boards, boards guys, what was their reaction to uh, Avery Williamson coming over? 
Well, half of them were calling for him to begin with. They're, right. they're sharper than we are. You know, <laughs> they knew he was in the last year. They knew he knew the Steelers' defense. What am I supposed to know? You know, I, My I, I haven't watched the guy since he left Kentucky. You know, you know, that's how I am with these guys. I don't watch a lot of pro football other than the team I'm covering. So uh, I, I rely on a lot of it. Some of them have become very good writers for us. So, um uh, yeah, uh, they they were on top of this. A lot of people out there were on top of the uh, Avery Williamson situation, and uh, yeah, well, so. it's going to it's going to be interesting to see how it manifests itself. You know, I, I get, I, I think he uh, he fits in well with the Steelers because the the I think he will. Yeah, yeah because of the the terminology and playing with Dick LeBeau and playing with Ray Horton, and they gave him James Ferrier's James Ferrier's number fifty one. Right. All right, he's from the Jets. I love it. Okay, I like that. And he played with Bud for three years. True. You know uh, that was a I like that uh, from Tomlin. You know he goes to all these pro days, and he had said. I remember his first draft, and I wondered, geez, you know, Cowher was pretty involved in the draft. How's this guy going to be? And he came out and said, I'm a, I'm a personnel junkie. I love the college uh, football scene. I love the draft. And, man, he's been going to how many pro days? Right. And how many times has it paid off? You know, the Florida pro day, when he went down there to see Pouncey, right. he noticed that everybody, all the Gators, uh, uh just came to him as a natural leader. It wasn't Tebow that led that team. It was Pouncey. And then he got to meet Joe Hayden in, in that thing. And then look what happens. And and uh, this is the same instance where he explained that, you know, he had something to talk to Avery about at the Kentucky Pro Day because of Bud. Yeah. So he had a year of Bud. So, and he said, we naturally gravitated to each other because we both loved the game. And we kept talking about the game. And Thomas said, that never left me. So you, here you go, pays off again. Uh, you just that kind. Of, it's not even energy when you love doing your job. Right. You know what I mean, it's not that he has to produce that kind of stamina. He just loves it. He just loves getting out and doing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's why he's now the all time uh, uh, winning blackhead coach. And Jim. when that was brought up to Cam Hayward today, Cam kind of cringed. He says, "You don't need to put the word black in there." He's one of the all time great coaches. Right. He's right. one of the all time great coaches. I agree with Jimmy, Cam. That's good. Uh, uh, what round did uh, Avery get drafted in? Uh, fifth. Oh, he was a fifth yeah. rounder, huh? Now, how long has he, he been you know, in the league? Uh, well, one more year, than, uh, one less year than Bud. Okay. So, uh, well, I think he came out in uh, 2015. I want to say either that or 14. I can't remember exactly which year Bud came out, but Avery came out the next year. You know, he's six one, two forty six. He's classic Buck build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, sturdy, and he runs a four six six with. Uh, that's not a great time. That's, that's actually close to Lawrence Timmons' time. Right, uh, which if he's if he's that fast, <laughs> that's great. But his agility times were really impressive. So he's nimble in there. You know, he has light feet and uh, and he's uh, sturdy against the run game. So maybe he can surprise the way uh, Spillane surprising in pass coverage. You know. Well, it's going to be interesting. Did you uh, when you talked to Cam? Did you um, hear anything about his quad? He he seems to be uh, of the uh, opinion he'll be fine. Okay, but you know it's been something that's been bothering him. Oh really? Now I had yeah. One, he's, 
I had one where you get. I wonder if it's in right in the meat of the quad because that weakens your your legs so much. I've played with one, and it uh, it can be a problem. Um, and it can hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's a deep my my deep quad bridge. has always been fine, so I really never thought to ask him if it was in the meat of the quad. How's your quad? Hey, how's I your did, quad, man? I, I did ask him about the reigning defensive player of the week. How about Stuff that? To it. Yes, and what do you have you to know, say I about did, that? I didn't, uh, he, he, well, uh, he, he went on about how he came with the better mindset this year, and he's been impressive. But as he does every time, he begins to compliment to it. He says, but he's got he's to continue to do this. He's got to keep his head uh, you know, uh, uh, out, of the, out of the sky. And so um, I, then I asked him, that was the question before me and my turn came, which was going to be the exact same question. So I kind of, I said, what was his, his best play? I, I told Cam, you know, not really trying to put words in his mouth, but I mm-hmm. said my favorite play of Stephon's was uh, against the Browns on that fourth and one when he took on that double team and pushed both guys straight back into the back. And they, the rest of the team tackled, I believe it was Kareem Hunt, tackled him for a loss. Mm-hmm. He took over and won the game. And he said, yeah, he goes, that would be my favorite play. Everybody sees what he can do as a pass rusher uh, for his position. But uh, against the run, when he hunkers down and moves both sides of a double team back, yeah, he, he said that was his favorite play. Well, that's outstanding, Hunkers man. down dog. Hunker down dog. That's it. Yeah. Wex, yep. thank you so much. We got to go to break, brother. Sure. Well, thanks. Thank Wex. you so much. Have a, have a great day, fellas. All you right, betcha. You That's too, Jim buddy. Wexel, Steel City Insider and author of the upcoming book about Troy Palomalo. And, and it'll be available, what is it, uh, over Thanksgiving? Yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah. And we played Sweet Melissa for him. Absolutely. He didn't yeah. even recognize that. Well, yeah. I'm just really bummed. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. Punchin' Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin' Wolf. Well, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. and uh, That's the uh, great Rich Robinson Rich of Robinson. the Black Crows, Crows. Yeah. playing rhythm guitar, who's playing in an open, I think it's open G tuning, on his guitar and with a little slide action right. and a little, little growl on the amp. I love that. That was a... That's a good song. I really like that. Okay, here we go. Since the 1970 merger, I'm going to give you the great Jerry Dulek, his stats, okay? Right. Since the 70 merger, 35 teams have started 7-0, Chalooch, and all 35 have made the postseason. Now, 
Only two of those teams, the 2013 KC Chiefs and the 83 Dallas Cowboys, or Cryboys as we like to call them, right. failed to win their respective division. But of those 35 teams, 17 went on to play in the Super Bowl with nine winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy. The last 7-0 team to win the Super Bowl was the 2009 New Orleans Saints. Chaluch, I ask you, wow. is this indicative of some maybe some great things to come here? You know, I you know the the Steelers uh, have, you know the the thing I admire about them is that they seem to win every game, and uh, no matter how bad they play in the first half, they uh, rise to the occasion in the second half. No question and, about uh, it. You know, I, I I think that's great. You know, one of the things I, I I find interesting is, and I think you're speaking to that when you say that, is this. You know how Chuck used to say winning begets winning, right? right? He always talked about that. But he always talked about you win so much that it's hard to lose. Right. You find yourself finding ways to win all the time because you believe you can't lose. Right. And that belief becomes so firm. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because of the fact, and I was asking Terrell Edmonds this yesterday, because of the fact the only undefeated team was the 72 Dolphs. And, of course, his dad, Farrell, played – uh, several years with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, but he didn't play the seventy. No, no, no. He played in 88 and 89. Yeah. But the point is, he had to know some of those 72 Dolphs. They had to be hanging around. And so I was saying to him, I said, Do you, does your dad get on you and say, hey, hey, young man, you know, remember the Dolphins are the only team that has gone undefeated through the whole season. You know, I mean, keep your keep your shorts on. You know what I mean? Because you know you might be seven and zero, but that's a long way from the sixteen and zero that the Dolphins posted. Right, right, right. So uh, you know, in nineteen seventy two was uh, a great year, and it was interesting that uh, they lost. Uh, they they beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship. Game. Right. Uh, on a fake punt by Larry Seip. Seip. I'll never forget that. I remember watching that in at home in Orchard Park, New York. All yeah. right, let's go to the phones. All right. Wait, wait, he, we got no go to the no, phones. Yeah, okay, we, because we, you can't go to the phones when Jacob's on the phone. Right, right. You know, because things just don't work properly then. So yeah. considering this, you think about this, the Steelers are 7-0. They've tied the 78 team. So – if they go 8-0, they set a club record. That'll right. be interesting. Yeah. Let's go to the uh, phones. Billy uh, in Indianapolis. Bill, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. Uh, all right. Um, I'll try to be brief. First, um, I believe that the players are tested every day. I don't think it's a question of them not getting tested Saturday. Uh, and they recently added the Sunday morning test uh, because that initially wasn't part of the testing. So, anyways, uh, but moving on. I, I, hey, Tunch, I'm coming in swinging, <laughs> and I, <laughs> this this may or may not offend some people or a lot of people. But uh, hey, I'm going to propose an amendment that we change CR's name to PR. Okay, <laughs> public relations. I know he loves to get on there and every day and, and tell us all the things we need to do. But doesn't he realize we already all are aware? of iHeart, SNR, the locker room, et cetera, et cetera, because we're listening to you on that. So yeah. I don't know that that really needs to be said. But and, and, and by the way, more people could call every day if he didn't call every day. Okay, so and repeat some of the stats to you guys and then ask you what you think. But anyways. Well, this is, this is an open ground for everybody. And I get what you're saying, but we love CR. We love yeah. you guys. Uh, you know, we yeah, just. I'm not saying I don't. 
Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. Billy, uh, okay. go ahead. Billy, way to come swinging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, speaking of stats, uh, the only stat that truly matters is the low-hanging fruit turnovers. Yeah. Two weeks ago, the good guys found a way to win despite the turnovers, and Sunday the stinking Ravens couldn't do that. So, again, turnovers, that's all that matters. All the, all the rest is just window, window dressing. Right. Uh, quick, recap, quick recap from uh, Sunday. I, I said I wanted to see what the young linebackers would be able to do, and I loved what I saw. Yeah. Outstanding. The arrows are pointing up for these guys. Uh, hats off to, the, uh, to the, uh, all the guys that make those selections, and we all know who they are. The other thing I was l- looking for was going to be fourth down conversions. And surprisingly, the Ravens only had that one attempt, but man, it was huge, and they didn't get it done. Right. Oh, I bet Harbaugh had a hard time sleeping on Sunday night. But yes. that's his problem. So, hey. Seventh step on the stairway was taken, but there are a lot of steps left, guys, and yep. that's what we got to be careful of. I've been talking for a couple weeks or several weeks about the front seven being the best unit in football. Yes. Well, unfortunately, that, that's changed, unfortunately. Okay, right now the best unit in football is the Kansas City passing game. They've overtaken them. Uh, you know, may or may not have something to do with the competition, but right now they're the best unit in football. But there's lots of ball left, and, and, and Sunday's, coming out of Sunday's uh, Ravens, historically coming out of a game after the Ravens has always been difficult. So uh, the low-hanging fruit against Dallas this week is no turnovers, okay? The D needs to win first and second down, and hopefully we're going to take another uh, another step towards that stairway of seven. That's all I got this week, guys. Uh, take care. I love listening to you. Excellent. Thanks, all brother. Right, Appreciate Bill. you jumping you in. Know, you know, um, the – the landscape of the NFL changes every four weeks. Sometimes every uh, week. And, and every week, yeah. With COVID now, yeah. you, you don't know. Right. I mean, think about it. You know, and I appreciate him checking in with what's going on with the COVID protocols and testing. But, you know, you got a guy like Marlon Humphrey, and all of a sudden right. he tests positive. All of a sudden, there's six more guys or seven more guys that have to be quarantined right. through contact tracing. All right. Let's go to the phones Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room, bro. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good. Fabulous, brother. Fabulous. Good. Good. Tony, it's good to see you back. Well, mm-hmm. I hear, hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, by the way, Tony, uh, just wanted to uh, do a little thing here. Uh, that commercial that you were talking about, was Ameritrade commercial with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, was yeah. that it? Okay. Yeah, Ameritrade. Yeah. Ivan Drago. Thank you. He's always going to be Ivan Drago yeah. to me. Exactly, exactly. So um, another thing is, uh, I mean, Wolf, I'm going to have to uh, possibly <laughs> ask for some gas money because all these Dunkin' Donuts that I'm going to have, <laughs> don't have some maple bacon. No, not yet. <laughs> oh no, 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 uh, no, no maple I, I bacon. Might... But did, you did have the the spicy ghost pepper donut, right? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. In fact, I had two of them just to make sure that the first <laughs> time was what I thought it was. You are a true no. investigator. Yeah, you know, uh, Dano, I love the maple bacon uh, donuts. I, I, I was actually, you know what? Honest to goodness. If I would have found some, I've been to three so far that have. They they looked at me the same way Chuck Noll looked at you 
wolf whenever you said that you were pacing yourself. Because they, they kind of, they're yep. like going, what are you talking about? I'm like going, I'm telling you, somebody told me about a maple bacon donut. Oh, my So if goodness. I find them, I'm telling you right now, if you get a box in the mail, those are your dozen donuts. <laughs> All right, All right brother. Thank you. Don't share with Mr. Colquitt over there <laughs> that, came, that came in at three bills. Right, They're right. All for you, Tunch. Oh, oh no. man. Thanks, buddy. Real, hey, real quick, uh, game balls. I'd like to give one to uh, Bugsy, uh, right. Isaiah Bugs. I thought he did a real good job coming in for Tyson. Yes. And also, uh, the uh, second game ball goes to Juju. Yeah, very uh, good. I he, did, he had a really good, and and another interesting thing that the uh, announcer said in the game that I found it hard to believe, but they were talking about Lamar being the league MVP, but out of seventeen years that Ben's been in the league, he hasn't gotten one vote for MVP. Huh? Now that's interesting. Didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That that's. I did. Yeah, that's ahead, you're right. Sir, you're right, Dano. No, that's extremely unfortunate. Yeah, I, 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 that's hard to believe. I mean, being the two Super Bowls and uh, that literally had not one vote for league MVP. Hmm. Well, maybe this so, is the year that all things change. Yeah, you know I what I mean. You, I say I, I, I see good things. I see good things. I do too, year. brother. I know it's a crazy season. But I tell you, I've never seen such teamwork, chemistry, and next man up mentality than this this team this year. So absolutely. Anyway, hey, I'm going to let another caller call in. Thank you, brother. You We're going to jump out. Touch. Talk to you later. All, All right. right. Good. Right. Thanks, Dano. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. We'll be back after this. Punchin' Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin' Wolf. All right, so you're going into Dallas this weekend, Chalooch, and you're looking, oh, there's no Dak Prescott. Oh. Uh, he's not going to make the long run. Right. Uh, Andy Dalton, unfortunately, got uh, Elkabonged by John Bostick and then comes back, and he's now got a case of the COVID. COVID. So he's out. So you're down to Ben DiNucci, who was a Wexford guy. Yeah, you know Pine Richland. Pine Richland. Um, he's now been out. Uh, they're taking him out because you're down to Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush. Uh, and who Cooper are those Rush guys? Is, <laughs> Cooper Rush is 
Well, let's put it this way. He's just got signed off the Browns practice squad, but right. he was Dak Prescott's backup from 2017 to 2019. Uh, so he's got the most experience of any, you know, of the healthy Cowboys quarterbacks with offensive coordinator uh, Kellen Moore down there. So I would I would expect the Cooper Rush, and they're going to have him and Gilbert going back and forth, thick and reps. But, you know, I, I can't help but think that um, Cam Hayward – Get that quad ready, baby, because right. you can feed this weekend. Oh, man. you guys, The guys are going to start feeding on Cooper Rush. I would think so. Yeah. You know, so we shall see. Yeah. And, you know, you know the um, the Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman is not that good anymore. No. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got – I think Travis Frederick is uh, the, the right guy. Is that the guy? Yeah. I yeah. got his thing here. If I can find it, I got uh, oh Zach Martin. That's the Zach guy who Martin. I wanted. Yeah, Zach but Martin. the rest of the guys, you got Cam Irving at left tackle. That, Cam Irving is a uh, stiff. How does he? He just keeps showing up in different teams. Right. He right. must have a great collection of yeah, helmets. Yeah. He he was uh, he was Cleveland. He was Cleveland, Kansas, Kansas City, City. Yeah. And uh, now he's Dallas. Yeah. And I think uh, he was somewhere else, too, but I can't remember. Cincinnati? I don't know. It, it, it seems like there was more. Yeah. But we'll see. But all I can say is if I'm a defender for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm thinking, let's go, baby, because there's statistics to be made. And the biggest one is putting another uh, W in the W count. Right, right, right. So, indeed. And uh, let's go to... Ernesto yes. in uh, uh, Long Beach, Long Beach, California. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Ernesto. How, How are, are you, brother? How are you doing, Ernesto? It's good to have you guys back. Uh, well, it's good to have Touchback. Wolf was here already. I was with the kids. You know, that's like to having your grandkids. I thought that was funny. One of the callers said, yeah, I was like having <laughs> the grandkids. <laughs> you know, how, uh, how, how older than Arthur Motes are we? Oh, we're like 30 years older. He's yeah, 32. Yeah. And uh, Wes? Wes is even younger. He's 26, I don't even know. I, I mean, Wes is depressingly young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you got, so, Ernesto? I wanted to talk about uh, the yards we've been getting off of penalties in these past games, and I was looking at it. It was kind of interesting to me. So, four out of the seven teams that we've beat – We've uh, actually made them give up the most yards on defense out of all their games with us. Oh, really? Yeah, so against the Steelers, four teams have uh, given up the most penalties uh, on defense, of defensive yards off of penalties against the Steelers out of the seven, and that's uh, the Ravens. And then uh, the Titans, that was actually, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, the Titans was actually second, second most. Uh, the Browns only gave up 20. The Eagles gave up 79, and uh, that's the most they gave up all season. And uh, the Texans gave up 39 yards off of penalties on defense, uh, and that's the most they gave up all season. And they played KC, Baltimore, Tennessee, and Green Bay. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you this. The point being, what's what's the point being? Because I'm interested oh, in going uh, – you know, you, let me ask you this. You think this is – do you think this is Big Ben drawing these penalties, or do you think it's these? Uh, do you think it's the wide receivers are just so physical that that 
defenses have to. Well, this is uh, what I was going to ask you. Have you have you paid any particular attention to PIs? I, I've I've been seeing uh, guys grabby, corners uh, grabby. Yeah, uh, you know, because it was just uh, interesting to me how these teams are, are, are they are they are touching a, a lot of our, our receivers a lot, and then you know they're getting away with a lot of grabs also. Yeah, Marcus then, Peters is grabby, and uh, so, uh, you know, so are there other defensive backs. And then how you – uh, it was interesting how you were saying that winning uh, begets winning, and then these other teams are starting to, you know, uh, they're starting to fear it now. Yeah. You know, now when they hit the field, they're, they're hitting the field against the 7-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you know, Ernesto, uh, we were praying in a preseason game, the third preseason game, and uh, uh, we were we were taken out of the game, uh, and then in the fourth quarter, Chuck put us back in, and uh, uh, you know, when he was uh, uh, asked in the post game press conference, why did you put those guys back in? You, uh, you know, Ron Blackledge said you guys are going to go back in. And we were surprised, uh, but we went in back in, and, he, and he, when he was asked, "When uh, how, how come you put those starters back in?" Uh, he said, "Winning begets winning." And then, uh, who do you guys think is going to have a, a big game this um, against uh, the Cowboys? Do you guys think that Big Ben's finally going to have that big game we've been looking for, where he, you know, throws for three hundred, almost four hundred yards? Uh, do you guys see that coming? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know yet because I haven't really gotten a good look at the Cowboys, and I don't know where the their run defense is and and all those things. I, I here's the thing about it: the more Ben doesn't have to go big, the better. You yeah. know, I mean, right now uh, he's still getting his his sea legs under him. I think that. You know, uh, his ability to put it together is always undisputable. We always talk about that. But the fact is, the more you can do with uh, your running game and be able to ground and pound, the more you can eat up clock, keep your defense off the field, all those good things. You know, I don't look for the three, 400-yard passing games from Ben as being a something that I want to aim at. It's what, what the defense comes and gives you. Then take it and run with it. I yeah. just feel like we have a punching bag in front of us, and we who we have to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, I I you know we'll get a look at the Cowboys and be ready to have a scouting report this Friday. But uh, right now it's still early in the week, and I'm still like formulating my thoughts. Yeah. So Sean, so after, <laughs> let's say let's say a win, a win, uh, a win, a big win from Big Ben. He has a big game. Should we start having the conversation for MVP for Big Ben after an eight and zero, and then a big game after you know all these games that he's had? Out, they've all been big games. Yes, maybe. yes. Uh, do you think that Big Ben should be in that conversation? I, I think I think he should, Ernesto. I think he should. All I know is you go back to last year. Uh, let's see, we had eight wins all all year. Yeah, and we already got seven. All roads lead to seven. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. it. All right. Thank All right. you, guys. You betcha, brother. All right, Ernesto. All right. God bless All right. you, buddy. God bless you, guys. God bless, man. We'll talk to you. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So that's my whole thing about it, though. I mean, again, anytime you can run the ball, get your running game going, that's job one for yeah. the most part. But you got to see how the game unfolds, and it's not always dictated by, you know, what's in front of you, but the events that unfold and 
create uh, whatever you, if you're in a deficit, you know, do you, can you, you know, you just got to throw more or, you know, you throw less if you got the lead, that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I don't think you go in a hard and fast uh, idea in your head, go into a game with a hard and fast idea in your head that, well, we got to throw for 400 yards. That doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sean Lee is now no longer starting. No, he's, but he's still there. He's yeah, still there. He's still there. And you ruined him because you no, made him a nose I, tackle. I coached him. Who makes a guy a nose tackle when he can be a brilliant as a yeah, linebacker? Yeah, well, you know, he 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 was tough, <laughs> and he played well. And, uh, you know, I made him a nose tackle, and he played tough over, uh, the, over his whole and career. Just, and then, you know, he just became the great linebacker that yeah, he did. Yeah. All because you made him a nose tackle. Right, right, right. And right. forever, he's like, Tunchelkin made me a nose tackle. I've been tough my whole life. Yeah. Because he made me a nose tackle. Yeah. All right. Well, how much time we got left? What was that? All right. So we're down to the end here. So hope you guys, everybody tunes in tomorrow. We'll be back with more uh, for Tunch and Wolf and for Jacob there. Uh, Thank you so much. Jacob, great job. Absolutely. We'll be back tomorrow.